Thank you for listening to the WTAL podcast session. The owner and coach of the WTAL coaching practice, Tony Deemer, has a bachelor's degree in psychology. It is an art therapeutic practitioner. He is also certified in life coaching, being a personal trainer through the IAP program, and is a national yoga instructor slash teacher through the Yoga Renewal Program. The WTEL coaching practice believes that communication, expression, and meditation is a proven formula to help guide clients looking for a more positive viewpoint of life and possibly limit the amount of anxiety that is part of daily life. We thank you for listening to the WTEL podcast session and hope you enjoy the journey, the information, and the experience we plan on passing on to our listeners and onto our clients. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the WTAL podcast sessions today. Um, we have a great episode coming up. Uh, we did a interview with one of my clients. Um, it will not be, she will, won't be on visual. She will obviously only get a, a voice recording. Um, so if you're going to watch this on YouTube or through the um, Facebook pages or anything like that, you're only going to hear her voice. You won't see her. Um, had a great time doing this with her. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it came, it just came out really well. Um, there was a little bit of editing, of course, you know, to kind of get it right and everything. But I think uh, if you're going to listen to this today, I think you're really going to enjoy it. it brought the whole entire perspective of what the WTL is looking for to do, especially on the life coaching business side of it. Um, obviously, the podcast here for the podcast session is for me to introduce myself, get it out there, say hi to all the people, um, get some followers, you know, and kind of educate or kind of give an idea of what the life coaching aspect of the WTL does. Um, so. We had a great time doing it, and it was the first one I ever did, so it may be a little weird, my questioning and everything, but also at the same time, it was one of those things that gave me the idea of what has to be done. I really enjoyed it, and according to my client, she enjoyed it as well and thought that this was a good thing for her. So it's... It's a process, and I know that. And I really appreciate everyone who's been listening or watching, passing it on, subscribing or anything. So without – I'm not going to hesitate too much longer. I want to jump right into it because it is kind of long. I'm thinking I'm going to be taking up about an hour of your time today if you're going to listen to the whole thing, which I hope you do. Um, so we're going to get into uh, inter- talking with uh, K1, which is what I'm going to call her, to keep my confidentiality with her. Uh, K1 is going to describe a few things to you on how the communication helped with her anxieties and issues when it came to certain things and how her painting that she done had helped her realize a few things of what she thought was subconsciously and how her our brief meditation sessions helped her deal with some of the stress at work and everything. So um, without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into this and let you guys start listening to it. Um, so if you can give me an hour of your time, 
I really hope you enjoy it and I hope they get a little bit of education and I hope you, this gives a little bit more perspective what the WTAL is doing. All right. All right. Welcome back to the WTAL podcast sessions. Um, as I introduced uh, earlier that I have a client of mine that has willingly volunteered, maybe a little bit forcibly, <laughs> um, that she was willing to come out and explain how the communication expression and meditation part of the WTAL is, has helped her, in my viewpoint, in a major way. Um, she was very closed off at one point and very hesitant on expressing herself, but she's very empathetic towards other people's situations. So when she came to me and we started talking, a lot started coming out and everything like that. So I'm going to introduce her right now. You're not going to see her, like I said previously uh, in the introduction. Uh, we we're going to call her K1 because she does want to keep her anonymity or her privacy, sorry, her privacy. And we do have a non-disclosure agreement, but she feels like it's good for her to come out verbally, at least to explain how this helped her and kind of given the WTAL process validity. That's the way I want it, want it to be. So people can trust the idea of what's going on here. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So K1. No one can see you, but say hi, introduce yourself. Hi. All right. Um, and do you want to tell anyone what you do for a living or no? Um, well, yeah, uh, sure. I'm a medical assistant. You know, I, I work with a lot of patients every day, and empathy was one of my biggest things that I came to you for, was trying to figure out how to control that and right. get everything and especially in the mind in, right. Yeah. Especially in your field, you get a lot of elderly people, more or less. Than, oh, yeah everything where you have to kind of show that you you feel what they're doing mm -hmm. or what they're going through. Yeah. Right. And would you say that because that you take on a lot of, I wouldn't say their persona, but their, their pain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So when, when you go through that, what, what are some of the things that you feel like if you can give kind of, say you take one patient, mm -hmm. Give me an idea or give the listeners and everything an idea of what you may go through thinking about what they're going through. So, like, for me, it's it's really easy to sit there and be like, I actually understand what you're going through. And then in my mind, it's a little difficult for me to separate in a sense of, like, I can understand what they're going through, but I don't have to take it on myself. Right. So that, say a patient comes in and they're like, hey, like, I have this problem, this problem, and this problem. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Me being me, I used to just take it in and be like, oh my gosh, like that poor person, let mm -hmm. me focus on them and not like let it go in a sense. Right. Um, so like patient to patient wise, not only has this helped me in my personal life, but it's also helped me in work life. Okay. Um, so like, okay, so you were feeling a lot of their their pain. Like yeah. when, they, they, when they were saying they couldn't do something or you know, the, like it hurt them to do a certain thing or mm -hmm. position or whatever. Yeah. You kind of like took that in and absorbed it. Absolutely. Like, so one of the other things I'd like to bring up, uh, you consider yourself a person that absorbs others. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And are you willing to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Of course. So this is one of the, th the things that you and I personally know each other mm -hmm. in that way and you've seen things about me when 
certain situations come up, especially if I was upset, angry, or whatever the situation yeah. may be. Now, because of your empathy towards people, you probably have the idea of seeing them or even people around them in a different way. Of course. And that would you say that also kind of contributed to your, um, I want to say your anxieties? For sure. Okay. Would you agree with the word yes, anxiety? I would. Okay. So you would take on their anxieties because you're able to really absorb people. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, what were you trying to do previously before you came to the WTL and you asked me for like, hey, let's try to do this, see what I can do for you? Um, honestly, I was trying to push it all down and like ignore it and then just move on with the day. But as everyone who's lived past the age of 20 knows, you can't just do that forever. So right. me, I would try and just turn to different things to just push it down and try to ignore it. But that ended up not being my case. Okay, so when, when you, uh, one of the things you and I agreed to mm -hmm. is that we're going to be very open with each other and yeah. very straightforward. So when I ask you this, when when you just said, you do a lot of other things to try to put it down and you try to get it out, get rid of it for a day. There's no doubt alcohol has come into play. Yes. Because when you get home after a hard day of work, and everybody more or less doesn't, that's over the age of 21 mm -hmm. or has these kind of things. We come home, we have a drink, we kind of relax and stay, sit, watch with the family, watch some TV or whatever. Right. Would you say that this is one of the things that may have helped you, but only in the short term? Yes. Because over the long term, it would like, it would take more alcohol to to get rid of that more that you were just burying completely valid okay yeah so you want you wanted to stop burying it you needed to let it really go mm -hmm. and trust someone to express that without being judged yes okay <clears throat> so again as everyone knows that you're probably hearing echoes you're probably hearing me clear my throat you're hearing her laugh and everything like that that like i said this is very amateur time and everything i don't edit anything out when it comes to this and i don't retake stuff so it's it is what it is when you hear the chair squeaks you hear the cat meow if you hear her <laughs> taking her shoes off and relaxing and stuff like that that's the way it is so i just wanted to put that back out there so everyone can re if you hear my chair squeaking a lot because i am um so do you mind if we kind of get into maybe the family issue sure real quick sure. okay so you have expressed the idea of you weren't able to communicate with family or close friends and stuff like that because you didn't, you were afraid you were going to be judged mm -hmm. can you just get you don't have to say names obviously and yeah. everything like that can you just give me like give the listeners a brief kind of background on what some of the stuff that was bothering yeah um briefly it was more or less that i was feeling like I couldn't be me because of how I was brought up in comparison to my other siblings. Um, it wasn't so much as like I knew I couldn't do it. It was that I felt like I couldn't do it. Okay. Um, and in my mind, then it like twisted around and was like, you cannot do this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it just it was more or less just everything that I was brought up with and the people that I hung out with before now. Right that kind of brought that mind point and viewpoint into play so it's more or less family history yeah right like yeah yeah there's only going to be so much i can say but it's more or less like you were 
held down on expressing Correct. your feelings because when you did, they weren't validated. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So validation has always has so far been a big thing for you. Of course. And that's one of the things we were going over in our communication mm -hmm. was to show you that you are validated on your feelings in the way that you want to do things or express yourself and that you didn't need other people's approval mm -hmm. in order to get that anxiety and that weight off you and your shoulders and not feel like you have to hold everything in. Right. 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 Okay. So throughout the couple of months that we've been working together and everything like that, in the communication part, what do you think was the most important part? The uh, different ideas of how to go about things. Okay. So it, it was the back and forth yes. and everything saying like, yes. hey, this is what you're feeling. You're validated. Maybe look at something this way from other persons mm -hmm. or be strong. Know that you're strong enough to say, I know I can do this or I don't need someone to tell me. Yes. Okay. So th this, the back and forth communication, the openness and the trustworthiness of telling someone that's going to be honest with you. Correct. And not, it's, not judge you. Yes. Because it's not like it's therapy. It's because it's not that. It's it's more or less you and me sitting here going back and forth <clears> and <throat> you filling me in on ideas or viewpoints that I hadn't thought about. Right. And allowing me to really see in a different light um, and really be able to open up and know that this is completely between just the mm -hmm. two of us. You always come to me and validate me when I come to you, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So those that was a big thing for me was because of my past. I mm -hmm. needed validation. And right. so you gave that to me, but you also corrected me if you saw it a different way. Right. Well, would you say the word correction or just kind of gave you a different perspective? Different perspective. Okay. Yes. Because one of the things we have to try to do as coaches and everything like that is not correct an action. Yeah. More or less say, hey, look, this may be different. You have to probably look at it in a different way. Perfect. You, yeah. you do it the way that you want. If you felt comfortable doing that first way, maybe try and look at it a different way. Right. 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 So uh, when we started, when we were doing our communication, uh, one of the things we talked about is separation of worlds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you had your... your your personal life with your your man, your boyfriend, yep. uh, then your other side of your life with your family, yep. your world with your friends, mm -hmm. and your work world, all kinds of worlds. You, you have your own little universe and multiple worlds. Correct. And try not to let them collide. Yeah. Maybe intersect with each other every once in a while, line up, but never really collide with each other. Mm -hmm. Did, would you say that was a good metaphor for the idea of how you kind of moved on from what, like, thinking you need to be part of every single world at the same time? Yes, okay. I, I definitely would agree. Like that, when you put it into the, that perspective, it was, then I started seeing it as that perspective. And I was like, I am watching myself blend into this other world that I don't need to be in right now. But of course, like there are certain circumstances where I need to, and I was able to finally sit there and be like, yes or no. Okay. All right. So... We're going to take a break real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll get back to you and we'll continue this conversation with the communication expression meditation part with K1. And uh, we'll go from there. We, uh, so one of the things I want to make sure you guys understand is that when it comes to communication and the worlds that we live in, we don't live in one solid world. And this is one of the metaphors I use a lot with my clients is that you have to separate your 
your world, your, your employment, your family, your personal relationship, your friend relationship, because if you start interacting with them, the anxiety doubles, triples, and quadruples are how many worlds you put onto yourself. Me personally, I have multiple and I go as high as eight, nine, or 10. But if I were to let them all collide, I know that my anxiety and my stresses would just explode. It, it would be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we're going to take a break real quick and we'll get back to you in about a minute or two. All right. You can now connect to the EOTB Eye of the Beholder website to get original art by Coach Tony D, the Red Bubble Art Store, and now connected. And now you can own an original art piece on multiple products, including shirts, phone and iPad covers, pet blankets, even bed covers. The EOTB is a proud sponsor of the Wellness Therapeutic Art Life Coaching Practice. Together, we help promote and fund the future of therapeutics in a positive way. With your help. The EOTB and the WTAL coaching practice will expand to help guide those that are looking for a more positive way of taking control of their life. Scan the promo code or go to the www.wtalcoach.com and click on the embedded EOTB site. The owner of the EOTB and the WTAL coaching practice, Coach Tony, thank you for your support. All right. Welcome back. With uh, K1, we're talking about the uh, aspects and the perspectives of the WTEL and the process we go through with the uh, communication, expression, and meditation. And we're on the communication part right now, and we won't be spending too much more time on this because I think that we actually did quite a bit on her getting her idea out there about what we do on the communication part. And I think one of the major parts that came out was she knows that it's not therapy. Because we're not talking about something where I have to try to figure it out and diagnose her or give her an idea of like, this is what's going on. You may have this and you may have that because that's not what a life coach does. A life coach listens and tries to find different ways of taking that anxiety that is created from the communication into a realm of now expression. but taking the weight of the anxiety and everything off her shoulders, getting rid of all that stress in the uh, chest and everything like that, and making her, anyone feel like they can kind of just loosen up a little bit and don't worry about it because it wasn't as bad as they thought it was. But we have to make sure that we're listening to our clients because if we're not listening and we're just trying to take the idea of like, hey, I'm here to help you and I'm just going to take your money and this is what you're going to do and keep you accountable, which, by the way, I'm looking at K1 right now for the listeners instead of the people looking at the video. <laughs> I have to hold K1 very, hold her responsible for her actions, of, <laughs> you know, our sessions and everything. And she can hear her laughing. Um, but as a coach, we have to make sure that our clients are held responsible for what they need to do. Um Apparently, someone's running a lawnmower. <laughs> okay, so we're going to just work through that. Um, so, K1. Um, so, we went over a little bit of the expression, or the communication, sorry. Uh, I think that one of the things that worked out really well with you with that 
from my perspective is the last time we had our sessions, you actually told me how much you have backed away from feeling so much of other people's stuff. Yeah. I, I want to say, I'm glad, it's very open. If you want to swear, we, we swear. This is very open. I have whatever. So yeah. what I'm going to say is feeling other people's shit. Yeah. More or less. For sure. Their, their feelings and you feeling sorry for everything that they do and you feel like you need to take care of that situation. Right. Right. So one of the things you you came to me for was finding a way to talk to people mm-hmm. openly and realize their their opinions didn't really matter as much as what you do for for yourself. Right. Right. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. When did you start really seeing the idea that that communication part helped you? Probably. Because I know it took a few weeks. It definitely did. Oh yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It's not like it's a an off the bat kind of thing. It's, no, it's it's, it's it, a process. It's a process for sure. Um, for me, it was really when you and I had the conversation about the worlds. But then we also had conversations about you know how my significant other can come in and help me, and how I can really sit there and think about things before I act on it. Okay. Um, that was that was probably the the most that got through to me when we had that conversation. Right. So just so your listeners and everything we're understand now, obviously there's not going to be any names, but um, the K1 significant other has a background where he, he was really thinking about himself more than you. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, at one point. Yes. Okay. He's come a long way. Absolutely. Okay. And from what I know, he's done quite a bit to show that he really cares about you and I know you guys care about each other a lot. Yes. Because we know each other personally. Right. Okay. So when I when we did talk about that, what was one of the things that I told you to do in order to make him real? Um use his name. Right. Use his name. So instead of he, you know, him, mm-hmm. those old words. Yeah. I told you, put him into a category of being a person. Correct. He, he's, his name is so-and-so. Right, right. That person's name is so-and-so. Yeah. Even if it's not your boyfriend or your significant other or whatever, it doesn't matter who it is. When you talk to someone, especially if they're as close as you are to each other, mm-hmm. to justify them being there. Yes. So when I started telling you to do that kind of stuff of, when I ask you for your journals, make sure you mention his name. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to anybody and you're kind of talking about someone saying they, mm-hmm. them, make sure you kind of put a name to it so people can feel, not feel, sorry, they can imagine who that person is because if they know that person, they can put a face to it. Right, okay? right. So now there's a connection. Yeah. Okay. So when we were talking about that and everything, can you give some examples if you feel comfortable of what he did? In order to kind of after you may have talked to him, yeah. Because I remember the one is the one thing we talked about was the, the cooking and stuff. Right, right. So you and I had the conversation of I felt like I was being overwhelmed by having by feeling like I had to do everything. Right. Um, and then you gave me the the conversation of you know why don't you try and have him help you with like dinner or with laundry, and so once I went to him 
and I was like, listen, this is how I'm feeling. This is what Tony's helping me with. Um, I really want to try a schedule mm-hmm. instead of just getting home and me doing what I feel like I need to do. So, like, he has started helping me with dinner. He started doing the laundry without me having to ask, like, certain things like that. And just those little tasks have right. just helped so much. Okay. And when, uh, would you say, okay, since we know each other. Yeah. Would you say, what would you say if you didn't know me? If, what would you have said to him? Would you, when you said, hey, Tony said this, right? Right. You would have said what? My coach, my. My coach, my. Yeah, more or less coach. My coach, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not your therapist. No. Or whatever, you're not your coach. So that that was kind of what was a good thing actually, because you because we know each other and everything like that. You knew put my name to something, right? But if you didn't, if you didn't want anyone knowing who it was that was helping out, yeah, you would say my coach. My coach. Yeah. So that, that's the connection. Yeah. That we had. So that would be that's how I want to explain that was I wanted the listeners and watchers to know like. When you talk to someone or you're doing something or you're trying to explain something to someone else, put a individual put an individual in there. Yeah. Like a name. Right. And everything like that. And that helped you a lot putting that in there. Absolutely. And knowing that it your significant other is part of your partnership. Yeah. It's not just you and him. Mm-hmm. And then when you go out, you guys are boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever you are. Yeah. Um, that you are a partnership. Right. Okay. That's that's where I wanted to yeah. make sure I go there. Yeah. So after we started, the communication was still going and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I asked you to do a task. Yeah. Okay. So one of those tasks are journals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, which, for anyone, <laughs> you can hear her laughing. She just gave me the look of like, yeah, don't call me out on this. But I'm going to call her out on it. Because this this woman is terrible when it comes to keeping her task out the journals. <laughs> But when besides the journals and everything, so one of the things for me as a coach, what I like to do is if I can get someone to start expressing themselves in other ways other than art or through like meditation or something like that, I ask them to write a journal. And when I ask them to write a journal, I want to know what happened throughout the day or what they think is important throughout the day in order for them to get that anxiety off a little bit. Now, the communication one-on-one or even through, you know, um, via Zoom, you know, face-to-face kind of stuff that we want to make sure you're not holding anything out through today, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. That was the point. Yeah. I know your job is stressful. Yeah. Because of the position you're in, the people you're around. Right. Very high tense at times. For because sure. there's a lot of medical issues going on. Yeah. Okay. When you put that... Would, when you did do your, or when you do do your journal, yeah. I should say, do you feel like that? That's a little bit of an expression that where you can get that out. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Okay. Yeah. So when you do your journals, mm-hmm. do you do you feel like you you're putting stuff that's really there or stuff that you think that might be something that's coming up, like I, the the moment or what you think is going to happen. I think I put, it with my journals, I think I put all the above. Okay. Because I'm very bad at overthinking, as you right. all know. So, I put anything between what happened that day to what I may predict will happen the next day to what my overthinking thoughts were. And that helped to relieve 
my thought process when I got home Mm -hmm. of like, you can let it go. You can, you know, prep for what's going to happen the next day, but you can't really know what's going to happen. Which is what we went over. Correct. You can't control the past. It's done. Yep. You you're only have so much control over the present. You have to deal with what comes along. Yep. But you can't control the future. You can only prepare for the future. Right. That was one of our things. Yes. And you've been doing that mostly throughout. Yeah. Now everything at work and your life and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. So, like I told you earlier, what I'm going to do is I'm going to we did a painting together. Yeah. Well, you did a painting. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> and you know analyzing. So. I'm going to show the people where you can see the video. Okay. There we go. So this is the painting she did. And for all the listeners that are not seeing the video, if you want to, please go to YouTube and you'll see the uh, the painting. It will be up during the entire process. Um, you picked some very unique colors. Mm-hmm. And they all represented someone. Right. 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 Including yourself. Yes. And... Can you, other than what we talked about, let's start from like when the, the beginning of you doing it. Yeah. What were you feeling? What were you thinking about this painting? What What were you just thinking about the the paint, the, like the strokes, the stuff right. that you were using, and everything like that? Let me let it go. In all honesty, I I don't think I think I did that one very subconsciously, um, because I had just read one of the journals that I did. Um, in regards to how I was feeling towards, in this painting specific, my family, and what was going on at that time. So when I was sitting there and I was, you know, choosing the colors, I was kind of thinking in, like, the back of my mind, like, oh, this one would represent my father, this one my mother, this one my sister, so on and so forth. Um, I wasn't really thinking about, like, why I was choosing that color, you know, or why I was being so heavy on certain parts. It was more or less I was just kind of going with what my mind was racing through. So you were just more or less doing, you were doing a task that I put you to to kind of just do it. Yeah. You weren't really thinking about what it was. No. But did I, I did ask you as you were painting, mm-hmm. what did that represent to you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what we're going to do before we go any further, we're going to take one more break. Yeah. Okay. And uh, go keep going with it. Yeah. And we'll go deeper in so the listeners and everything can understand little bit understand more of what you were thinking after I asked you what was the what were these representing right and I did my assessment on it. yeah all right all right we'll be right back clients of the WTAL coaching will have the choice to be part of the low impact exercise program coach Tony is certified as a personal trainer through the IAP training program and can instruct WTAL clients to a better overall health on a mental and physical level. Please contact the WTAL coaching practice if you are interested in life coaching through physical and wellness exercise. All right. Yeah, we're, we're laughing a lot here right now. Um, <laughs> So welcome back to the WTEL podcast sessions. We're in the middle of ending the communication part and went into our expression part of the um, process for the WTEL life coaching. And I'll show you once again, and it will be shown here and up on the corner uh, throughout the rest of this uh, program episode for uh, the WTEL. Uh, we're with K1. And we're going over the uh, painting part that she did. And uh, 
why she was painting it, I kept asking her what did this represent to her. And without knowing, I think she kind of just started talking and saying, well, this represents this person or that thing and everything. And don't think she really got it until after she was done and I did my assessment on it. Now, I'll go into the assessment later. Um, I don't want to do it now because it was it was quite a bit, actually. But we'll let K1 talk about some of this and what she thought about it when we were going over some stuff. She's not going to mention names, but she, this did represent her family and how she was thinking about things. And if she's comfortable enough still to continue talking about that, yeah. um, let's go over it. Uh, so when you were doing it, you said you were doing it subconsciously, like you didn't really think about what was going on. So let's 100%. just continue from there. Yeah. Um, you know, like at certain points, it was kind of like, okay, maybe I should like use my finger to like dab this part or blend this a little bit more because, you know, it has that intersection. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of going off of like, maybe this one should blend more into this one. And, you know, it wasn't like, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, I want to put this here because this is what I'm thinking I want to do. And this is what I think it represents. Right. It was, that looks right. In a sense. So you were just going by the visual. Absolutely. Like something that just like any other painting or stuff like that, people <laughs> will look at a painting and see what they want to see. One of the things you know for me, I run the EOTB, it's my other business. Right. I'm, I do my own abstract paintings and everything. And sometimes you just throw paint on without realizing mm -hmm. where it's coming and then you'll see something. Right. Right. So for you, this painting was more or less like, I'm just doing the task that your coach put you to. He's asked me questions, what it may represent. You gave me an answer, but you weren't really understanding why you were you doing it. You were just doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were just going with the flow. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things that was the most interesting on this was the cross part mm -hmm. and the blending of trying to get all four colors, but the blending of particular colors, right? Representing certain family members and everything, right? And how they either contradict each other or blend with each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So, which one would you say? And I know which one. <laughs> but I want you to tell people. So we're going to just hold this up here real quick. Which one is the strongest color for you? The green. Okay. Yeah. So the green has a very strong influence on you. Right. And we went over that. Yeah. This influence was one of the reasons why your anxiety and your stress and everything really happened yeah. in your circle. Yeah. In that, in that family circle. Right. Okay. Right. And as of today, or more or less within today, have you kind of accepted or even... Let's just say accepted. Right. Have you accepted the idea that this color, this representation, has doesn't have as much control over you now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would you? Can you? Will you be willing to explain a little bit about the why? Yeah. This color meant this kind of stuff to you. Yeah. So okay. that that particular corner um, represents a very strong figure in my life, and it it definitely. A lot of the background has to do with how said person, you know, kind of took the family unit and kind of flipped it all, like, up in the air. Like the tornado part mm -hmm. of things that you see in the in one of the little corners. Right. Um, and so that that person has such a strong hold over me, especially, 
because of the way that our viewpoints kind of match up okay. or used to match up. And now, like, I've taken a step back and I'm like, that doesn't have to have that control over me like it used to. Right. There's no need for it because all that it did to me was just worse than my days, honestly. Right. So it just caused you more stress wondering what 100%. that misrepresentation was part of your life, like constant. So yeah. another example I'll do is like, so I'm an Aries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but there, when an Aries and an Aries meet, mm -hmm. it's clash. It's a clash. Yeah. So you're you're just more or less saying that that representation of that color green and mm -hmm. the person it represents is so much like you in certain ways that you just you 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 clash. Uh, and you know it's kind of funny that you say Aries and Aries because that said person is the same sign as me. And so, what sign are you? Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> Usually it works that way. Yeah. Like the two signs are so much alike that when they argue or disagree, mm -hmm. they want their viewpoint so overwhelming. Like, yeah. no, it's mine. It, I'm going to say what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. But because of the figure that this represents, yeah. that was more control over how I would go how about it. How you my would life. go about it. Yeah. Okay. So, and I already asked how it's doing today. Yeah. And you kind of took that extra step. Yeah. Of this, this representation does not have to be part of what I need to do in my life. Right. Okay. Right. So, what would you, if he, if this representation were to say something to you today? Mm -hmm. Depending on what it is, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like, if it's very, very important, you're going to listen and do it. Yeah. Kind of guide your way into what has to happen. Right. But if for some reason this person just kind of snapped for no reason, kind of blaming you for whatever happened that day or whatever, yeah. do you feel like now after your after our communication and our time together and me kind of saying, hey, maybe try to think about things this way or that way. Right. Or, you know, write this down so you get it off mm -hmm. your shoulders and everything. If that were to happen right now like for whatever how would you think you were handling that honestly the the time that you and i have spent together has taken me to the point where if that person said something to me in a snappy way or something directed straight at me i would take a little tiny itty bitty step back and i'd be like think about what you're going to say think about what you're going to do before you do it even if it takes like me walking away for a second and then coming back and being like you know what that was fucked up and you don't have the right to say that to me but that would be the step that i would take right. is is i would finally stand up for myself and how i see things and my viewpoint on things instead right. of just letting it overpower me and just completely shut me down and there was a time when you felt like you couldn't walk away for sure so and think about because there was you've even admitted that there was times where you didn't think about what you were going to say you just mm -hmm. blew up and when you said something, it came out like very angry, very negative or whatever. Yeah. But you were saying it because you couldn't take it anymore. All yes. that anxiety, all that stress was on you. And the only way to really release that previously mm -hmm. was to just get it out there. Correct. So, yeah. But one of the things you just said was taking that step back and thinking about what you're going to say. Do you now put that into the major parts of your life, like all aspects, or is it just like, the stressful situation like work or with your family and stuff or would you say that 
even if you're driving down the street or something like that and there's like some kind of road rage that wants to build up, are you willing to like kind of take that step? Yeah. Li not literal step, but that, <laughs> yeah. that step in your head to say, okay, maybe this person's having a bad day. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think I take it into all aspects of my life. All right. And definitely in your relationship. Yes. Because you've said that that was a. That was a big thing. I, I, whenever I would get built up, I would unfortunately take it out on my partner in mm -hmm. life. And, and that's not how it's supposed to be. That person is there to help you. And that was one of the major things that I went to you with was because the like week or two before that we started this whole thing, I had a complete and total episode of where everything was just so built up that I ended up just screaming at the top of my lungs at my partner. And it, it's not fair for him to have to go through that. Right. You know, so yeah, I take it into all aspects. Okay, cool. All right. So again, we went over to the expression part of this. And uh, again, I'll, I'll do more of a assessment. Um, an assessment on this with you guys when I put the video up. So this was very interesting to me because I took such a deep look into it that I actually had to back up sometimes mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be biased. Yeah. Because we know each other. Right. I wanted to make sure I was I'm not as unbiased as possible. Yeah. And then when I started looking into like reasons for things and started doing some research, it was very interesting to me that how you blended. Yeah this stuff yeah started solid and one thing yeah in the corners and then you kind of started bringing it in closer and as you get in closer into that center situation yeah this like i guess you could say your metaphorical eye yeah yeah that everything started really blending as the contradictions the contrast and contradictions were very prominent abundantly clear yeah 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 okay so we're going to take one last break Okay, and then we're going to go over to meditation, and that will really be our time. Alrighty. All right. All right, welcome back to the WTAL. This is going to be our last segment with uh, K1. So we went over to communication. We just recently finished the expression. And again, the painting is going to be up in the corner, one of these corners. And uh, now we're going to get into the meditation. We did not do a lot of meditation because of timing. Uh, when we were communicating, when we had our communication sessions, there was a lot going on. And one of the things I won't do is interrupt my client to say, okay, let's now do this, unless they want to. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. Like, I haven't forced you to no. do that kind of stuff. Not at all. But one of the things that we agreed to was that if I know that you're going through a lot and there, we need to bring you down a little bit, especially yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. It was definitely in the beginning. Yeah. That I showed you some breathing exercises, some mantra and uh, chakra fitting positions. Yep. And kind of just relaxing yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would the, Would you agree that that kind of came into play? Yeah. Through a lot of the, the situations after. Yes. Especially maybe at work or. Yeah. At home. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say like I meditate, but I definitely breathe 
better. Yes. Well, that even if even if you're breathing. Yeah. Because one of the things I definitely know, mm -hmm. and it's proven research, people hold their breath without even thinking about it. Yep. The reason they hold their breath is because your body is reacting to stimulus. Yeah. Negative, especially anxiety. Someone has triggered you and you're holding your breath, but your brain doesn't realize it's doing it. Yeah. So the oxygen isn't getting there. So oxygen relaxes the body. Mm -hmm. So you consciously breathe. Right. You are meditating. Yeah. And you're kind of getting yourself into a state of mind. Right. And right. clearing all that up, getting all that good air in, even though air is now, you never know. <laughs> um, you're breathing fresh air in. Yeah. And when you breathe out, you, you have to mentally tell yourself you're getting rid of that negative energy. Absolutely. So yeah. can you give an incident? At yeah. Point, can you give an example of when you may have used this at some point, either at work, home, or whatever? For sure. Um, used to live with a roommate, and so he came home one night and was just being a total asshole. And instead of, like, in that situation, I would have normally just popped off and been like, you know what, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I breathed. You know, I, I realized, Kayla, you need to take a second to yourself and, like, recenter yourself. And so, like, a few deep breaths in with letting that bad shit out, it just, it allows for your mind even to really become clear. Right. Um, it, it's simple situations even at work when I'm like, I just need a second away from this damn phone, away from the <laughs> patients. Well, let me go to the bathroom and just breathe right. for 30 seconds and then come right back out and I feel 10 times better. Right. And it's funny you say you go into the bathroom and do that because yeah. I think I told you, like, look, even you have to go into the yes, bathroom, you just have. get away from the situation, yeah. have the door closed. And there was times when I, even when I was at work and everything like that at one point, where the light would automatically come on when you go in. Yeah. I'd hit the light switch just to be in the dark. Right. To kind of like, I don't want no stimulus coming into my eyes. I want nothing. I just want to like take five minutes. Yeah. Just to be like, I can't with these people right yeah now. absolutely it's gonna, it's gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> so one of the one of the major things i love so much about the meditation is now when i first started out because my brain goes nonstop mm -hmm. <clears throat> between my schooling at the time being an operations manager yeah or something just going on my i barely i can barely sleep because my brain doesn't shut off right is that when I first started doing meditation, I couldn't sit more than 30 minutes, like three, four minutes. Yeah. Now, if I really needed to, like I needed to get away from the world and shut that door and just kind of do whatever, I can sit on that floor for almost 30 minutes and block everything out. If I don't set a timer, I, I'm pretty sure I'd probably be there any longer right. without realizing how much time has actually went by. Yeah. There was one incident where I'm sitting here. And I'm in my meditative state. Mm. Apparently, the cat was meowing at me <laughs> for a while because Deb came in and was like, "What's going on?" Hey, and, pal, let's get yeah, this cat and, going here. <laughs> and I was kind of like, "What's going on?" So that deep meditation yeah. comes with practice. But even if you're just starting to do it, like you were doing, mm -hmm. that five minutes, yeah, can make such a difference. Yeah, and it gives you time to think 
about what you're doing, even though you're trying not to think. Mm-hmm. But it gives you that that moment of rewind. Yeah. Let's play this again to see how serious it actually was, or am I overthinking? Yeah. Like you had the habit of doing. Yeah. Or was it something that can really be fixed by one or two words? Mm-hmm. And usually those one or two words is, let me, I'm sorry, or thank you for bringing that out. Yeah. What can I do to help you? Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Instead of like, blah, 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 they're coming at you. Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's, hold on. Thank you. But exactly. Do the, <laughs> do the woosa thing. Yeah. And everything like that. Would you would you say that you may have put this into your daily, I want to say daily, but at least into your life when you know that you need it the most? Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. If we were to have continued saying that this was going to be part of our sessions every time, mm-hmm. do you think you may be using it more often than not? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Give my listeners and me the mm-hmm. perspective of why you may not use it. So I have an idea of, because I have one other client yeah. that I get up every morning, every twice a morning with on Mondays and Wednesdays and do yoga with them okay. online. Yeah. Because once she started doing it, she didn't want to stop. Right. And she's like, no, let's, let's do this. Yeah. So it became a thing. Yeah. Why is it, why is it different for you than it may be for someone else to accept the meditation or some kind of yoga performance into you? into your life to mellow me back yeah. out um maybe personally like for me it's because like i feel like i have like fifteen thousand different things going on and i in my mind i feel like i don't have the time to like okay. sit there for a few minutes just to breathe but especially after work yes yeah, you're kind of like i'm done yes i just want to go home go to bed relax whatever yeah and that's completely understandable yeah that's what a lot of clients or people who start it yeah don't finish it yeah it's because it's the time yes and it's more or less like the way i would put it is just like with anything else unfortunately our lives are a schedule Mm -hmm. you have to change your schedule around in order to benefit yourself right if you were able to I'm not saying this is what you're going to do. And again, this is just the suggestion part of if you were able to get up early in the morning, Mm -hmm. a half hour earlier, or a half hour before you even go to bed. Yeah. Schedule schedule your life. Right. right? That meditation is something that can be so positive in your life that it should be part of your life. Yeah. That's what a lot of people will do. Yeah. It's more or less like bodybuilders or people who are really into their athletics. They're like, nope, I'm spending the hour in the gym at this yeah. time. I don't care who else is saying what. This is my hour. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because of the schedule and everything that you have, which is normal for everybody. Yeah. I'm not, you know, calling you out and like, no, well, you make fine. the time. You know? <laughs> um, that you have to make sure, and you, you and I have gone over this before, that you always have to make sure you have yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No matter if. No matter if people agree with it or not, no, my family comes first. Well, yeah, of course your family is going to come first, but you can't take care of your family and stuff like that if you're fucked up in the head right. in a way where you can't really pay attention to them and understand with their conversations and you're kind of just gone. Yeah. Or my kids come first. Well, yeah, of course your kids are going to come first, but how are you going to take care of your kids if you're not taken care of? 
if you're messed up in the head that day or whatever, you just need five, 10 minutes to kind of bring yourself back so your kids aren't going to like come at mommy, yeah. mommy, 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 mommy. Yeah. Take that five minutes. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So well, I'm not calling, like I said, I'm not calling you out what it is. I'm trying to let the listeners know yeah. that there's always something that's going to stop you from taking better care of yourself when you yeah. need it. The suggestion is at least five to 10 minutes. Take it for yourself. There's mm-hmm. no, most people nowadays, as much as disgusting this may be, are taking their phones in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet for five to 10 minutes and rather be on their phone. Yeah. If they take that five to 10 minutes at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, just to kind of meditate for that time, it may help them throughout that day. Right. Right. Know? So, all right. But like, well, we're going to come to the end of this. Yeah. All right. Um, Really appreciate you stopping by and Absolutely. volunteering to do this. I'm pretty sure we have a lot of information that we can give our listeners and everything like that and kind of validating the process that came along. Yeah. And would you just want to say anything to any listeners about how the process of the WTL is work for you or positive for other people or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, this, I've tried therapy, I've tried medications, you know, everything like that. Nothing has helped me the way that WTAL and you have. It's definitely a, a different viewpoint than what I would expect out of, per se, a life coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought that it would be this, but it it definitely has changed the way that I go about my daily life in a very positive way. And so, like, this whole process has been fantastic for me. Even though it's been a process, yes, it does take. It's not overnight. No, we've we've been doing this what 16, 17 weeks. I think so. Yeah, about that. That sounds right. And it's usually like those first four, eight weeks. You're kind of like, are you sure you want to do this kind of yeah. situation and everything like that? Is Tony really yeah. doing this for a reason? And then finally, one day, kind of maybe clicked in of like, well, shit, this actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. That makes me feel good. So, yeah. so, so again, okay, one, we uh, I appreciate you coming in and yeah. taking the time. I Absolutely. know that we got you here right after work <laughs> and you're going to want to go home and relax and stuff. Yeah. So um, just want to say I really appreciate everything. Yeah. And giving me and giving the WTAL chance. Yeah, I appreciate right. you. So we're going to be right back after the uh, promo video and uh, continue talking about what we're doing here with the WTL, with the communication, expression, and meditation. We'll be right back. You can now connect to the EOTB Eye of the Beholder website to get original art by Coach Tony D, the Red Bubble Art Store, and now connected, and now you can own an original art piece on multiple products, including shirts, phone and iPad covers, pet blankets, even bed covers. The EOTB is a proud sponsor of the Wellness Therapeutic Art Life Coaching Practice. Together, we help promote and fund the future of therapeutics in a positive way. With your help, the EOTB and the WTAL Coaching Practice will expand to help guide those that are looking for a more positive way of taking control of their life. Scan the promo code or go to the www.wtalcoach.com and click on the embedded EOTB site. The owner of the EOTB and the WTAL coaching practice, Coach Tony, thank you for your support. All right, so uh, that was the interview with 
uh, my client, K1. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to use a real name. Um, that's part of the WTL process is that uh, we do not bring out our clients unless they want to. Um, we do have a non-disclosure agreement with our clients because, you know, this is a private situation and it is a process of people needing to be very vulnerable with, I would say me as their coach, they are going to tell me things that they won't tell anyone else. And there's reasons for that. They feel judged, they feel unvalidated. Um, they may be looked at as you're not strong enough mentally if you can't take care of your own issues and situations, or if you don't have the uh, fortitude to do what you think is best for yourself. Um, a lot of people look down on that, and that is an issue in itself, and that kind of goes along with my personal viewpoint of if you can't accept someone else needing and knowing that they need the help from someone from the outside, um, especially a life coach, because, you know, we're considered that maybe the low end of needing someone to guide them. So it kind of works out as, you know, why, why are you doing this? Especially if a significant other um, believe that you may be telling secrets and having issues that you're not telling them and the idea that you're bringing in their your that relationship into a different world and we may say something that's going to change it so it, it can be a very delicate balance but with k1's uh situation stuff there was a multiple situations that all she wanted to do was be validated and let her be known that what she was feeling were reasonable not I can't say reasonable. It's her feelings. They, they were her feelings. There was no reason for her not to feel them. I guess they more or less came down to the uh, validation. Let me rephrase this. Being valid, valid on her feelings. There. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that I thought it was a great interview. Um, she seemed to really be comfortable saying what she needed to say. I really enjoyed it because she was my first for the interviews and I think that uh, it would be a good thing. I have at least two more clients that are lined up that are willing to do this, um, different perspectives and different reasonings on why they're doing it. So I'm kind of hoping that it's a not a narrow viewpoint of what the WTEL can do. Um, I hope it's a wide range because that's what I really want because the more I can learn from my clients, the more I can learn to, the, the more I'm able to teach and guide and coach my future clients. I'm kind of like, they're learning from me, I'm learning from them, and then so on and so on. So, but I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I hope that uh, you reach out, subscribe, uh, share the video, share the podcast, and uh, go from there. All right, so I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I really appreciate all the support that the WTAL has been getting. Uh, I really, really appreciate all the people encouraging me, saying, don't stop this, don't give up, keep going. You know you got this, what it's doing. So it's a thing, and I'm really enjoying doing this, all right? So once again, I really appreciate it. 
wish you all a good week and weekend ahead. Be safe out there and uh, just realize that you're not alone. All right. Have a good one.